Hey there, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the number eight edition. The three things I have for today, three quotes that struck a chord in me and that I thought you'd like to think about during your day. The second one is about an incident where a dog bit me literally on my butt and what I learned from that incident. And the last one is about losing the drive and the motivation to work out or to train. I'm hearing a lot of this and I thought I'd take a stab at addressing that. So let's get on with it. Starting off with three quotes. The first one is by James Clear. If you haven't heard of or read Atomic Habits yet, do check out his uh, blog at least. He writes really well. Momentum is a double-edged sword. It can propel you to new heights or keep you locked into previous choices and old habits. Brilliant. I'm going to connect this to a couple of other things that I am thinking about. Speed is not as important as direction, right? So only if you're moving in the right direction does anything else matter. Otherwise, what does it matter? You're just going fast nowhere. Likewise, with all our bad habits that we've accumulated, there's a certain momentum that's associated with it. That's why to break out of them, it's not just one thing. There's, there's a whole host of factors and we need to start pulling on that thread and figuring things out. So think on that. The second one is by Alan de Botton. The chief enemy of good decisions is a lack of sufficient perspectives on a problem. So more research, talk to more people, do more first principles thinking, accumulate a few more mental models. But to me, the converse of this is always is analysis paralysis. Balancing the two is important because I am somebody who researches a lot and what I've learned over the last few months is Try something out, be ready to fail. And it harks back to something my grad advisor, Dr. Eric Stoltman told me in my first meeting when I walked into um, discussing my project and thesis with him. He said, start writing today. I didn't listen to him because that advice just flew right over my head. But 
I get it. I get it today. And the last one comes from Sam Harris. I might be getting this wrong a wee bit because I was listening to it and I didn't have time to take uh, notes. To worry about the meaning of life is to confuse a psychological problem with a philosophical one. I'm going to let you think about it because I'm not knowledgeable enough to even expound further on it. So, there you go. Three quotes for today. On to the second one. Like I said, this is a personal story. When I was five years old, well, a dog bit me. I love dogs. Always have. We've had dogs from, say, when I was 10 years old. Pretty much nonstop until then, except for, say, two brief periods when I lived in the, in the U.S. I can't imagine not being around dogs. I can't imagine not wanting to pet dogs or play with them. Any dog I see, yeah, totally want to play. They're amazing. And the reason I bring up this story is because I wanted to try to identify how I was not put off by dogs. I met a lot of people who are irrationally scared of dogs because they weren't exposed to dogs as they were kids or maybe a dog chased them when they were young. Uh, my wife was uh, scared of dogs uh, for the, the longest time. And I was trying to understand, I mean, while I'm thankful that the incident did not throw me off, I, I was trying to understand why. Because, I mean, getting chased and bit by a dog in the ass I think is a very, very legitimate reason to be scared of dogs, right? Why not? And I, it wasn't a rational decision, even though there is a rationale to it. I, can, I, I, I still have vivid memories of it. I still remember puppies in a you know, mound of sand, um, and I had a stick that I was just waving about, and I saw puppies, I'm like, hey, puppies, and I ran to play with them, and I didn't know dog moms were protect protective. I didn't even see the mom. She saw me, you know, stupid little kid, waving a stick, running on her babies, and next thing I know, ouch, and injections and all that. The rationalization is simply this. I mean, I was a kid. I was waving a stick. I was going at her puppies. Obviously, she's going to bite me. So, nothing to be scared of. But I, I, unless my subconscious did this calculation when I was five years old, I take no credit for this, okay? The long-winded point or realization that I came to for myself was this is 
a place where I didn't let the dog biting me in the ass stop me. But what places where metaphorically I've been biting the ass have I given up on too easily where a potential lifetime of joy awaits. So this is, this is a question I hope to uh, keep coming back to for, for myself. One thing that immediately came up and it is pretty distasteful and uncomfortable, so I realized, well, all the more reason to actually make an effort about it is learning a new language. I've always struggled. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that, you know, you started in, at uh, uh, when you're younger and all that. Yeah, I did, okay? I, I tried learning Hindi from when I was, I think, in the first standard to third. The first exam I ever failed. I failed only two exams in my uh, life, I think. Um, that was one. And they, I, I was first, second rank, you know, one of those, those kids. So not getting 90 itself was a big deal. Like if I, if I get marks in the 80s, it is disastrous. Failing <laughs> an exam is... It's n was not in the in the vocabulary, but yeah, uh, I've I've never had success learning languages. So maybe there's something awesome there. So yeah, that's a that's a book I hope to reopen. Not not Hindi. Uh, nothing against Hindi. It's just why start with something with a lot of negative emotion already associated. So, yeah, think about it. What positive happened in your life? Like where you did win over and where did you shut a door and never open it again? Can lead to something. And on to the final thing for today. Are you losing your drive or your motivation and I'm going to use strength training or working out or nutrition as my vehicle to talk about it because that's what I'm qualified to. But I think this applies to broader circles as well. Starting is not the hardest bit ever. Because one day, suddenly something clicks in your head or you know you, you get a metaphorical slap to the face and you're like, I'm done with this. This is not who I am. I cannot let myself be here. And you start, which is great. It's a few weeks in or a few months in when results slow down or life starts getting in the way. It's always been in the way, but somehow you manage to make this a priority. But then it starts creeping in you know, the first missed workout, that extra few drinks that happened which were not really on the cards, and then it's a slippery slope. 
and then you find that you're hitting snooze a lot more. And it's just a vicious cycle and suddenly you're like, I just don't feel like it, it sucks. Now, why does this happen? Many reasons, I'm gonna address two, okay? Let me just get my notes here. One is instant gratification. In the first few weeks, you feel good about doing it, you get your sweat on and that sweat's feedback that you're doing something good, so things go well. And then inevitably this will slow down. Whatever it is that you're looking at as results, but most of us look at, am I lifting more weight or am I losing more weight? Pretty much that. So when that's all we're measuring, well, those things will slow down. It's just how it is. And so this couples with other things catching up. And so this is why I'm a big fan of effort and process over results. If instead of saying I need to lose a kilo a week, which is not a bad goal at all, but I believe a better goal is I will go to the gym three days a week or I will not eat sugar during the weekdays. Something like that where you focus on your effort because think about it, when you're rational, you know that has to lead to some place. You know eating candy every night versus not eating candy every night, the latter is healthier. So it's inevitable that something good is happening. But if you keep measuring it, if you keep measuring your weight every hour, for example, that's just silly, okay? Every day, silly. Every week, uh, less silly, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that pass, okay? But that's the first thing I would say, instant gratification and results. This is why I highly recommend uh, checking out uh, James Clear's blog. The second thing, and this is what I wanna address more today, is that it's stress accumulation. Currently, the pandemic has made life terrible. Even if we aren't infected or have been, the amount of stress we are under, right? Our loved ones, will they get infected? Will I get infected? What does it mean if I get infected? That's stressful. Nobody seems to really be clear, but then there's so much news, stressful. And work life's gone to shit. People are getting laid off, but the work remains to be done. We need to pivot, we need to do this, we need to do that. Economy needs to survive. Whatever. So what this has resulted in is an already imbalanced work life has further deteriorated for a lot of us. This seems to be a common theme that I'm hearing from the people I am interacting with, most of them, my students who train with me. And that's the place to address. And I've spoken about this before 
but don't dismiss it as yes, yes, I know work-life balance, blah, blah, blah. Nah, hear me out. Now, why does this result in a drop in motivation? That's what we're trying to get at. Because you're constantly stressed, okay? Your body is in fight or flight mode or in constantly adrenaline and cortisol high and constantly stimulated, okay? So if you're having issues with your gut, if you're having issues falling asleep, if you don't feel you're well-rested, if you're constantly amped up, that's why, okay? And we've all been here at least for the last six to eight months. Forget everything else before it, okay? So there's a significant amount of stress already. Sleep is poor, digestion is poor, nutrition takes a hit because, you know, we are stressed. Cravings come in when you don't sleep well, when your stress levels are high. And so what happens is your body takes a stand. Your body tells you to sleep in and not go to the gym because it wants to shift you away from this fight or flight mode. It wants to put you into rest and digest. The technical terms, sympathetic versus parasympathetic, but eh. So, to get you in there, it tells you, hey, I'm feeling lazy. Hit that snooze. Don't do this. And you misunderstand it as, I suck. No. The point is not to break your head against this. You have to solve the root of the problem, which for 99% of us today is work-life balance. If you are working silly hours, if you are taking calls at stupid times that are not part of your day, if you're in meetings and you don't get work done, if you're constantly answering emails or on Slack or on WhatsApp and your break is Instagram and Facebook and all of it, where are you getting the time to de-stress? Where are you getting the time to zone in and do some interesting deep work? You're not. It feels like you're constantly working, but you also don't feel like you had a successful, productive day. And add in working from home, chores, all of this, this is what happens. And so motivation does drop because your body does not want you to stress out by working out. So two things happen. You make things worse by trying to work out or you blame yourself. And we don't address the larger problem because it's too uncomfortable. It's too, I can't do anything about it. I can't say no to those meetings. I can't not work 60 hours. My salary depends on it. But you got to try to solve the deeper, larger problem. Okay, you can't run away from it. It is ruining your day, your week, and everything you're trying to set out to do. 
and I'm not talking like I've solved this for myself and I'm like, hey, I'm chill, I got this. Okay? It's part of, part of what all of us are trying to figure out today. So, I can't help you with how to figure it out. You sit on it, spend 30 minutes, okay? What is the big thing you need to solve to lower your stress levels? Put your phone away, turn the Wi-Fi off, probe into this, pen and paper, write it down, spend 30 minutes. And don't just try to be rational, come up with everything silly, right? From quitting your job and running away to go out, whatever, write it all down, okay? Solve your biggest problem. But at the same time, don't say, hey, this guy told me that I don't need to try to uh, 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 stick to any healthy things until I figure this out. Make them easier. Okay? I'll give you a few ideas. Ensure that your eating is still rather clean. Okay? While you should definitely eat your favorite foods, check off a few things daily. Protein, water, veggies. No-brainer. Make that so. Instead of going to the gym and doing high-intensity work, walk. And you're going to dismiss walking, but at your own peril. Anywhere from 15 to, you know, R and some, just walk. You know it's easy. You know it's doable. It will refresh you. Put your phone in airplane mode. Listen to some music if you'd like, but just go. Don't bundle it up with some calls and meetings and all that. Nah. The point is not exercise. The point is to get some time away from things. If you have the luxury, take a vacation. Even if you can't go and check into a hotel or something like that, take your phone, take your laptop, lock them. Put them away Friday at 5 p.m., unlock them Monday morning. If the world's burned down, well, then there's nothing to fear. Then if the world's not burned down, hey, maybe you can do this again. Yeah? And... Sleep without an alarm. And my personal favorite, getting some nature. A dose of nature recharges me. Okay? So, continue chipping away at these healthy habits you're trying to get into. But it is not your failure because you struggle to go to the gym. Just make it easier. Solve the larger problem. Sit on it. Don't shy away from it. Okay? Cool. That's it from me. Thank you for listening. This is Coach AA signing off, and I'll see you here probably next week. Or maybe I'll take a break because it's uh, the bubbly and all that. Let's see. All right. Bye-bye.